the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've come to uh, Palm Sunday, and we, you know, Lazarus Saturday and Palm Sunday are these, these places where, this place where uh, Lent is over, and we are still just, just waiting to begin Holy Week, because officially Holy Week begins uh, on Monday, Holy Monday. Uh, and so these days of Lazarus and Palm Sunday, we kind of connect them to Holy Week because uh, we are so close and we are anticipating uh, the, the resurrection which is to come. And of course, actually, that word anticipation is something that uh, the church puts in front of us because we celebrate all of the services of Holy Week as it were in anticipation. And what that means is Holy Week is basically 12 hours off. So tonight at 6 p.m., we will celebrate and serve uh, the bridegroom orthros service. And if you're paying attention to that word orthros, then you would know that, wait a minute, that's a morning service. We just celebrated orthros this morning for the Feast of Palm Sunday. Well, we'll celebrate orthros on Sunday evening, on Monday evening, on Tuesday evening, and on Wednesday evening, and actually Thursday and Friday evening as well in anticipation of the next day. It's about, like I said, about 12 hours off. Maybe it's just because we are so excited for the week to start and for Pascha to get here, we put everything a little bit early. Or the church also says we put things uh, 12 hours different. We put everything the night before to show really that the world has been turned upside down. That the, the crucifixion, the resurrection of Christ are things that have turned everything upside down. Now we think COVID-19 did that, but Christ did that. The crucifixion and the resurrection turned the world upside down. And so it even begins today because think about what happened in the gospel this morning. We have Christ entering into Jerusalem as if he were a king. He's being treated as if he were a king. The people are waving uh, palm branches, laying their, their clothes on the ground uh, for him to walk across and for this donkey to walk across as if he were a king. But the world's already been turned upside down by the simple fact that he's riding on a donkey. When we think about a triumphal entry into a place of a king coming into a place, we think about a great big white steed and all of the, the different things that come along with royalty, not a donkey, dirty feet, coming into Jerusalem. We think if he were to come into Jerusalem that he would stay there, uh, hold court, make sure that everyone knew that he was the king, but he goes into the city and the Gospel of Matthew during Orthros actually said, and then he left. The world was already turned upside down when they greeted the king, when the king came riding on a donkey. Because he showed that it wasn't about power and strength. It was about humility. And so the world was turned upside down. And so Lord willing, the, the challenge for us then is for us to live as if the world was turned upside down by Christ. And how do we do that? How do we live in such a way that we believe the world is turned upside down by Christ? Well, St. Paul gave us the answer in this morning's epistle reading. The first things that, that St. Paul says in the epistle this morning are rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He says it two times. That means it's really important. Rejoice in the Lord 
always. Now, he's not saying to rejoice in the terrible situations that are going on around us. Yay, coronavirus, nothing like that. He's saying rejoice in the Lord and recognize the work of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. No matter what situation that that we are facing, our occupation as Christians, because we know that the world is turned upside down, in Christ is for us to rejoice in the Lord always. And that sounds like a very tall order, I know. It sounds like a very tall order for me. But St. Paul gives us some very good help in, in how to do that. As he goes on in the epistle, he says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is with us. The first thing that we can do to be able to rejoice always is to remember always that God is with us. And perhaps one of the biggest things that I missed during Great Lent this year uh, because of our inability to serve that service is Great Holy uh, Compline, where on Monday nights we would actually sing God is with us, understand all ye nations, and submit yourselves, for God is with us. I did it. And then we sing those verses over and over again. For God is with us. We're remembering that God is with us and affirming the promise that he gave when he ascended into heaven, when he said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always. We can rejoice in the Lord always when we are certain that he is with us always. The Lord is at hand, as St. Paul said this morning. He keeps going and he he gives us another tall order. Be anxious for nothing. I feel like I've lived in a state of perpetual anxiety for the last few weeks. I don't know about you. Worrying about this, that, or the other. And the reality is we are told and encouraged in the scripture to not be anxious. But he doesn't just say put those things aside. Stop being anxious. It's not that easy. We all know that. But what does he say? He says, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Take those anxieties and no matter what they are, don't try to push them down aside and ignore them and say, oh, I shouldn't be anxious about that. Take them to the Lord. There is nothing that we cannot take to the Lord. Take it to Christ and say, Lord, be be honest. I am extremely anxious about this situation that that I'm I'm enduring. Go to him with prayer and supplication. And then St. Paul makes sure to mention with thanksgiving. Because when we begin to give thanks in our prayers, a lot of that anxiety begins to lessen already on its own because we, we, we remember the way that God has worked with us. And so if we're going to be able to rejoice in the Lord always, we have got to Remember that God is with us, and we have got to take everything before the Lord. Not just hold it up inside and and say, oh, I'm anxious, or I shouldn't be anxious, but to throw those things out to the feet of our Lord with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. Because when we do that, Paul says, the peace which surpasses all understanding will come upon us. One final thing St. Paul tells us that we need to do, and he says, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, 
whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Focus on the good. It seems like the rest of the world wants us to remember all of the negative. Not only about the coronavirus, but about everything else. Even if we weren't in this situation, it seems like all of the news, the things that we focus on on social media are the negative things. The things that that draw our attention away or make us think that something else is in control. Something else will be able to save us besides our Lord. But if we focus on that which is true, we focus on that which is good, we focus on that which is righteous, we don't bury our head in the sand. We see the reality, but we see where truth is and we see where God is, and then we are able to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. The people with the palms and their branches, they waved them and they said, Hosanna, which means save us, we pray. That's our call. That's our, our, our response to God and everything. Hosanna, save us, we pray. But when we make that call to God, we also must rejoice in the Lord always again, I say rejoice, because the world has been turned upside down. Christ's crucifixion, Christ's resurrection, Christ's ascension into heaven and his sitting at the right hand of the Father have made everything else upside down. And so we need to live that way. And brothers and sisters, if we live that way, rejoicing in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, when we rejoice in the Lord always, that's when this world will begin to heal. Not just from the the infections, the disease, the physical disease, but that's when this world will heal and see and know Christ. So brothers and sisters, in whatever situation we find ourselves, whether today or a year from now, our call is to remember that Christ has conquered, that Christ has turned the world on its head for us and for our salvation. And our response, when we pray, when we remember that our Lord is there, when we give thanks and when we focus on the truth, our response is to rejoice. May we be filled with the Holy Spirit and rejoice in the Lord always. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.